listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. How's your week going? It's Thursday, the final one of February. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Another good show lined up. Dalton Miller of Pro Football Network, the voice of the Miami Hurricanes, Joe Sagaki, and some news in the golf world that hasn't happened in nearly a quarter of a century. We'll talk to one of the men behind it coming up in our bonus hour. Top of the morning to you, my friend. How are you? Good morning, David. I'm doing very well. There was definitely some oomph to that how the heck are you. You brought some gusto on this Thursday morning. Feeling it. I love it. I can already tell you're awake in a good mood and ready to go. Got a good night's sleep. I'll have to acknowledge that. And uh, and that makes a difference. And uh, the adrenaline flowing today. Yeah, it was, was, in fact, was scurrying just to get on the air in time. So, you know, I think I, like, hooked up with you and was, you know, fully, you know, in the zone at about 557. So, you know, it's one of those kind of racing out of the car, three warm-up swings. I'm on the tee. I'm ready to go. No, we're going to have a good round. Let's go. Love the enthusiasm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what brings it today. Maybe the NBA season kicking back off tonight. I'm not sure exactly what has that enthusiasm. The uh, the golf news you spoke of, but I love it. I love it nonetheless. I will say, should we make a mental note of all the players who don't play either today or tomorrow for load management? If you think about it, if you don't play following the all-star break, all right, those are the players that you just, you put a little asterisk next to kind of like, eh, I'm not so sure we can count on them going forward. That's all I'm saying. Like Steph Curry's out injured. You know, if Giannis doesn't play, well, he's got the wrist. But, you know, otherwise. You mean it's time to go for everyone else? With basically a third of the season left? That's the other thing. You know, well, we're getting ready for the second half. The second half started five weeks ago. You guys are down to less than a third. 82 games, you've got like 24 of them left. Do the math. You're 70% of the way through this sucker. It's go time. Well, it's the most important regular season games in LeBron's career. Well, if he says so, if I'm a Laker fan, that's good. means he might play them. So there you go. All right. It's got to start somewhere. That's another reason why I'm fired up. All right. There's no more load management in theory, right? There shouldn't be. I mean, come on now. We got eight weeks left, maybe seven. And uh, we've had, we've had a break here. Most of the whole league got a week off. What more do you need? It's like being a student. When you, when you came back from, you know, you did your midterms, you had your spring break. I mean, there's no more excuses, man. You knew that as a student. You're like, well, I guess it's go time. You know, got to stop cutting class. Either that or I got to cheat off somebody better than I've been cheating off of. One or the other. Come on now. Yeah, we've Let's already go. passed the ad drop zone. I, I can't I can't even drop this sucker anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like the trade deadline came and went. That's like the drop zone in college. It really is. <laughs> Can I drop this? No. No. 
Oh, man. Give me an incomplete. Let's line it up can't, next semester. Can't do that. Mom will be so angry. What did I pay for? I don't know, Mom. I don't know. If I'd gone to the class, I could tell you. But now fired up. Listen, when I saw a guy started to get cut yesterday in the NFL, I'm like, okay, now we're talking. This is good. It's what we it's what we need. Salary dumps. Nothing excites an NFL fan during the offseason quite like a salary dump. Well, it does, though, in the way that sometimes your teams start looking. You're a fan of a team, and they drop an offensive lineman because of a salary dump, and you're like, you know, it's better than what we've got. <laughs> so, But this is where fan bases call one another up and go, do you see we got rid of four guys? We saved $38 million. That's fantastic. And the other fan goes, is one of them Tannehill? No, not yet. I don't know why I sound like the manager in Major League I, there. I, Lou just came out of the phone. <laughs> I was going to say, but I think I got a car with white walls yeah. I got to take care of there. <laughs> that was good. So, yeah. And I will say, this whole Brandon Miller, Alabama story. I mean, man, you know what's happened in the last five years? People just doubled down. Whatever side you're on, okay, people have decided, you know what? Eh, don't admit you're wrong. It eh, just doubled down. Oh, that's not what happened. This is what happened. Oh, no, that's not what they said happened. I'm telling you, this is what happened. Oh, okay. I mean, did you hear the statement that uh, his lawyer released yesterday? Like, yes. Right before dinner? I got to admit. I mean, any any damn near, you know, at the end of it, you know, what was that movie scene in which I think it was Kevin Bacon, okay, and you know him and uh, Tom Cruise there, Nicholson, in which Kevin Bacon looked at the jury when he was done with his opening statement, he said, "These are the facts, and they are indisputable." I mean, that was damn near how he, the lawyer, ended his statement about Brandon Miller. These are the facts, and they are indisputable. So, tell you what, though. So, did you hear some of the things they were chanting at him last night? Yeah, they were chanting, lock him up quite a bit. That that was a... Oh. I don't know if they were talking about him in jail or they were talking about what they wanted their South Carolina defense to do. Because he scored 41 he single-handedly won that game for Alabama. He tied it at the end of regulation, and he won it at the end of overtime. And he had 41 in right. and around it. 41. Correct. That's I will say, if you worry about minutes. how this kid's going to react playing under pressure, under duress, of what problems it – I mean, people want the guy in jail right now, and he came out and scored 41. I agree with a lot of things that Fran Frischilla says. Frischilla took to Twitter and just said, listen, it's not fair, but this is going to affect his draft status. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. He may have gone up two spots. Instead of being top five, he might be top three now. Man, you didn't think the kid was a stud before. So, this is a fascinating story, though. 
I mean, you know, you got and, – and it crossover too. I mean, when you've got Dan Walken and Clay Travis both on the same side of an issue, I mean, that's nuts. I mean, Dan Walken's about as liberal as Rachel Maddow, and you got him and Clay Travis both on the same side of this thing. It's like, wow. This will not, it's not going away anytime soon, though. Well, it, really? I mean, Alabama's like, there's nothing to do. The authorities are like, there's nothing we can do. I mean, the, the lead cop said, quote, there's nothing we can charge him with. Well, then where does it, you know, Alabama's like, we're just following the lead of the authorities. The authorities keep saying, kid's good. Okay. And we're playing them. If they turn around and go, we got a problem here, we won't play them. Legally, David, everything you said is correct. What I'm saying is that there are going to be, with this much attention to something, and the fact that yesterday they didn't let, they still haven't let this kid speak, and they may never let him speak the rest of the year. I mean, at some point, does the kid get in front of a microphone, and how are they going to handle that? Would you let him talk if you were Alabama? No. 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 First off, he has an attorney. Okay, the attorney's doing the talking for him. That's part of why you're paying the money. He's cooperating with the authorities. His attorney's releasing statements. He doesn't need to talk. I mean, you could try to make him available after he scores 41. And if somebody asks him a non-basketball question, he could just say, listen, you know, I can't talk about that. All right. You know, I can talk about the game. You know, and maybe they would have gotten into a little bit of, well, you know, how'd you handle the pressure of, you know, what's been going on in your life? And, and he goes, oh, you know, and he says whatever he says. You know, Mark, I'm a big fan of talking. I got you. Not just because I do it for a living, but I'm a big fan of talking. See, I think we have a debt to the public. I, I really do. I, I feel we have a debt to the fans. Okay, we ask a lot of the fans. We ask their time, we ask their money, and I think we have to give something back. And, and one of the biggest things that we can give back is to communicate with them. Like the media is just the conduit to get your thoughts out to the fans. I know they've become more than that and what have you, but it, it, if I was running the show, Mark, it, you know, you did it when you ran PR, you used us. We were the conduit. You had messages you wanted to get out. You used us. And the good news is, is that the media is always searching for a story. So they're very easily used. And as we've joked, free parking, free food, use us all you'd like. It's the way to the media's heart. Lunch. <laughs> And in your case, that little uh, pregame meal also, which, you know, I couldn't get a lot of because I had the 6 o'clock news. You guys started at 7.30. By the time I got there, you know, the earliest I could get there usually is about 7.10. Well, I snuck in a couple of meals over the years. I, I got to admit, I missed the first five minutes of the first period from time to time because I was too busy pounding down my carbs. Always a pasta dish in there for you, David. Always easy to have a pasta dish. 
And it would suck when you guys would score, too. It'd be like, seriously? Seriously. First few shifts of the game, you got to score? I can't even finish my pasta. Nothing like a little chicken parm with hockey. They go together. Always have. Right, Panger? <laughs> That's an inside hockey joke. So good show lined up. Dalton Miller, Joe Sagaki, Rob Hartman. Okay. Got a little golf, a little basketball, a little football. You know, that's how we roll. Canes are on a roll as well. Look forward to talk to Joe about that to see if his expectations of the Canes are where ours are because we think they're a Final Four possibility. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening. The starting five and 25 minutes right here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. We have to think of a poll question for today. We've been on a good little run with poll questions. I'm very they- pleased with the results of yesterday's poll question. Yesterday's question was, do you eat in bed? And what was it? A little over 70% said no. Wow. It's a strong showing. That was the showing I was hoping for the day earlier. Instead, I I barely won re-election. You, man, damn near unopposed there. Does it disturb you at all that three out of ten people are like me? No, no. It it, it actually just warms my heart that seven of ten are not. Okay. <laughs> because if this was 50-50, I was going to worry a little bit. I, I really was. And you come out of the gate, you were so confident in the big wing, or can a wing be too big pole, winning that 49-51, that you were full of yourself and you thought you were winning the eat in bed poll too. Like I you were- didn't think I was winning it, but I thought I was going to have an impressive enough showing. You know how when you lose, but you think, you know, I can run for re-election next time. You know, I it's, I understand losing first time out, but you know what? In two or four years, I can get this person. All right. See, this is kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we, we do this again. This was a beatdown. Yeah, the day before, I mean, phew, I, I took confident re-election. I mean, hell, I made dinner plans. I wasn't even watching the returns. They called me in the middle of dinner and said, uh, we got a problem. Well, what's the problem? Would we only win by 60? No, no, we might lose. What? And the polls are, cl- you know, closed, too. I, I You know, we're, we're in trouble. That was the day before. So I'll just have to take my chips and salsa and, I don't know, go sit on the love seat, I guess. We Not could, yeah, we could start a segment with what did Moulton eat in bed last night? <laughs> uh, for the record, nothing. Okay, nothing. I behaved myself. I watched Kentucky, Florida, the end of it at least, and, uh, you know, went to bed. We can put Florida to bed too. That was the story last night, no doubt. I probably watched about as much of that game as you did. I watched the – about the last five, seven minutes of the game. 
and because uh, we had some things going on last night in and around the house. But that was it for Florida. That was their chance. Well, and they lost their best player last week. Right. So, you know, the win would have been t- tremendous. In fact, how hard they competed and how well they played without their best player was a very nice showing. But, you know, they were not a tournament team with their best player. And last night's one of the last chances to beat a tournament team. And they were unable to do it. So, you know, barring some legendary SEC tournament run, a la Georgia and Dennis Felton a decade or so ago, I mean, you know, we'll say this, Gator fan. How you feeling? Football teams at back-to-back six and seven seasons. The men's basketball program is, eh. Fluttering okay. around. I mean... You know, women's basketball, they've never really had it figured out. And, you know, gymnastics and baseball, man. I mean, gymnastics, best program, along with baseball. It's really close between the two because they're both top three in the country. And it's inarguable. In fact, I might put 20 bucks on the Gators baseball team to win the whole thing right now, honestly. They look really good. I know it's early and pitchers haven't gotten hurt yet, but I'm just saying that that's put, put it this way. I'll put $20 on. They get to Omaha. That's tough enough. Right. Cause crazy things can happen in those regionals and super regionals. It happens all the time. Yep. But I'm just curious how, you know, Gator sports fan is feeling. I mean, well, and they just lost their, you know, the D.C. just left to go to Arizona. They lost two assistant coaches yesterday. Lost their tight ends coach and their co-defensive coordinator left to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, they replaced the one guy pretty quickly. Grabbed a guy who had just signed with Alabama. So, you know, I actually take it as a positive if I'm a Gator fan. Wow. Billy Napier put a staff together and two of the guys on the staff and NFL team wanted to hire. A highly thought of, you know, I mean, Jonathan Gannon got that job. I mean, defensive coordinator with the Eagles. I mean, he was highly thought of. And he's plucking two of our assistant coaches? Hmm, interesting. Tells me Billy knows how to hire good people. All right, that's a a good sign. Now, if he could just recruit about 30 more good players, that'd be fantastic. But I'm with you and just wondering, the Gator fan kind of had – a long run of being pretty proud. Well, and and outstanding in the big two sports, too. And when you're eh, in the big two sports, I mean, usually at some point somebody taps the AD on the you know shoulder and says, hey, can we talk? Here's the other thing that concerns me for Scott Strickland's future. I don't think the football team turns it around next year either. Like, I think Billy Napier is on the Mike Norvell timeline. You know, Norvell's first year was the pandemic year. And they went, I think, something like three and six. And then 2021, he lost that ridiculous game to Jacksonville State, and they weren't bowl eligible. They went five and seven. And that's why there was so much pressure on Norvell and the team last year. Well, they go 10 and three. And Mark, that's, I feel that, Napier is kind of on a similar timeline. Six and seven, year one, 
I don't think they're winning more than seven games next year. I mean, offensively, they're a mess right now. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have. Uh, they only have two returning offensive linemen, and most of their wide receivers transferred. And their schedule's hard, by the way. I mean, it is. Florida is the top five or top ten most difficult schedule in the country next year. I mean, think about it. Florida State's going to be preseason top ten. Their crossover game's LSU, who's going to be preseason top ten. And they're playing Georgia and Tennessee, who are both going to be preseason top ten. Oh, yeah, and they open at Utah. I mean, you know, that's just to start. That's not including Arkansas, at South Carolina, at Kentucky. You know, I mean, so I'm just – is Gator fan okay if Billy Napier is on a Mike Norvell timeline? Can they wait to 2024 and have that be their nine and three regular season, win a bowl game to win 10? Well, they're going to have no choice because they can't blow through another coach and start this whole process over again. So either get on board. But you know what boosters can do? Stop giving money. Stop going. They could could punish the guy who hired them. Okay. They realize, like you, well, we can't get rid of him. I mean, he's in the middle of building this thing. We got to see this out. We don't know if he's good, bad, or indifferent right now. But I'm not real happy with the guy that hired him. He also, you know, he hired the last two basketball coaches. Don't know that I'm crazy about that. So that, that's what I'm curious about. I, but where the Gator fan is, and are they going to be patient? Because that's usually Gators and patient we don't normally put together. See, Well, we don't put it together with any of the fan bases of the big three in the state of Florida. Florida State fan wasn't too happy when things were going poorly there. They've, they've come around with it because they had no choice. Canes fan never has had patience, ever. And we'll see what Cristobal does this year, how quickly they'll begin to lose their patience. Because I don't know how fast it's going to turn around in Coral Gables either. Beast Mode's in the car with his son right now. His son just said to him, Dad, isn't football season over? Son, on your way to school, you just learned a valuable lesson. Football season is never over, okay? Have a good day at school. Thanks for listening. Miller and Moulton. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. We're still working on a poll question. I nominated that apparently today is national and there's like three different foods that are being celebrated today. What are they again? Toast. Today is National Toast Day. It's National right. Banana Bread Day, and it's National Chili Day. Okay. So I do I love me said, some chili. Well, you know, chili pretty popular these days. And so I said, well, how about we put that in a poll question? Mark's like, everybody's going to vote for chili. They will. Okay. All right. Have to admit, though, some rye toast. And You'd have a piece of toast over a bowl of chili. I wouldn't, but I'm just saying... Like, you know, when you're out and it's like, would you like some toast? Yeah. Do you happen to have rye? And they go, yeah. And you go, ooh. 
can I have some rye toast? It's just one of those little like, hey, today's going to be a good day. I can get me some rye toast with this four ninety nine meal. That's fantastic. Now I want a chili dog. So, I how about something associated with chili? You're the cook. You know, you know. I don't know. Tomatoless chili, meatless chili. Well, I this is kind of. And I saw this poll question somewhere else posted on National Chili Day. Is it a soup? Do you consider chili a soup? No. It's like I don't consider a hot dog a sandwich. If you ask me what is it, I say it's a hot dog. It's its own food group. Right. Chili is its own food group. Yes. Technically, it's a taco, but we won't go there. Seriously? Yeah. Chili? No, no, no. A hot dog. A hot dog is a taco. Oh, see, we would just derail the show at this point. Right, right. But, so. I'm not even going to comment on what was just said on this show. No, no, no. So, technically, it I, I, is, but ah, we won't go there. <laughs> so you're saying technically a hot dog bun is a taco shell? Essentially, yes. Really? Don't look at me. I'm not the one that declared this. You just Who the hell else declared it? There's three of us here. One of them just spewed into a microphone that a hot dog's a taco, for Christ's sake. Who are you quoting? What's your source? Uh, it, The internet. Okay. Oh, that sounds horrible. Well, that sounds oh, horrible. well, it's got to be right. I saw it's a video done. on it. Oh, it's, it's over. Done. It's done. Uh, time now for the starting five. Five stories you need to know. It's the starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. We'll say you have to be more specific. You know, is it a story on the internet? Or is it someone's posting about the story on the internet? It was a descriptive video. Okay. All right. I'm intrigued. If you could find it, send it to me. I'll watch it during a commercial break. I I want to hear their reasoning. Hey, we're starting to release players in the NFL to save money. Isn't it exciting? Tennessee Titans were the first up. They said, we'll do it. We're $23 million and change over the salary cap. <laughs> Not anymore. Taylor Luan, left tackle, 14.8. Wide receiver Robert Woods, $12 million. Inside linebacker Zach Cunningham, 8.9. They even cut the kicker, $2 million. Seriously? Even the minimum wage kicker is like $750. Seriously? That's just one of those I'm tired of seeing his face. Million bucks is a million bucks. I guess. So they saved $37 million and change. They're $14 million now under the cap. They haven't even decided what they're going to do with Tannehill yet. They, they could be like $50 million under the cap. They decide to move on from him. <laughs> of course, that doesn't leave him a quarterback, but uh, whatever. Speaking of quarterbacks, remember Brock Purdy? He got hurt in the NFC Championship game. That was a month ago, by the way. He's yet to have elbow surgery. They've scheduled it twice. They've had to cancel it because of swelling twice. So now they're going to wait a couple more weeks and then have the surgery. The reason this is important is the recoveries of full six months. Do the math. You have it like the second week of March. Six months later is the second week of September. That would seem to be problematic if you want them to play. 
So I think we can certainly lock in Trey Lance as the opening day starter, right? See, that way in San Francisco. Mark, the Dolphins keep signing defensive coaches. Like, guys keep leaving good jobs to go to the Miami Dolphins and work with this uh, this Fangio guy. All right? Joe Casper, who was with the Eagles, he left. I mean, remember, they, they, they just lost their defensive coordinator, a couple other defensive coaches. I mean, he could have moved up the food chain there pretty quickly. And again, he could have been out of work in a day. So he said, I'm going to Miami. I'm going to coach safeties. Okay. Uh, the Gators lost two coaches to the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Not the University of Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Co-defensive coordinator Patrick Tony, and tight ends coach Willie Pegler. They both left to go to Arizona. Now, I will say they replaced Tony in a nanosecond. They hired Austin Armstrong, who had eight days ago signed on with Alabama. Nick let him out of his contract because he's getting a promotion at Florida. So Nick did the classy thing there and let him go. So there you go. Not that we know who any of these people are, but, you know, it's just. A lot of moving parts, though. Right. Right. And also, if you're the Gators, you know, it's one year in and you're losing coaches, yet are you encouraged that you're losing them to promotions elsewhere? So maybe Billy Napier put a good staff together. Uh, One other coaching note, Willie Taggart. I mean, FSU, FAU, many other places. He's going to the NFL for the first time. John Harbaugh hired him in Baltimore. Now, Taggart and Jim Harbaugh have a long relationship. And Taggart's worked with Jim Harbaugh at a couple different places along his journey. So, must be friends with the family. Needs a gig. Ravens bringing him on as running backs coach. Willie Taggart. College hoops last night, Mark. You know... We should have bet the ranch on NC State Wake Forest. I probably shouldn't have led with this, but they were honoring the 83 national championship team last night. All right. Just like the day before, we were all over Michigan State at home against Indiana. First home game after the mass shooting on campus. I mean, you know, sometimes the, you know, the emotion in college sports and you're like, ooh, I can't bet against these guys tonight. Yeah. NC State whacked a pretty good Wake Forest team by 16 last night. UConn whacked a pretty good Providence team by 18 last night. Hey, you know who's in first in the ACC? Miami. Yeah, you know why? Because BC at home whacked sixth-ranked Virginia by 15. Thank you very much, 63-48. Number one, Houston won at home by 30. Alabama, meanwhile... I'm sure it's just a coincidence as to why it is they keep playing Brandon Miller. But, you know, he's the he's the guy who got named two days ago in that shooting, even though the authorities said he didn't do anything legally wrong, and Alabama said we've cooperated fully. Well, he played, and it's a good thing he did for Alabama. He scored 41, and they needed all of it. They had to rally to force overtime and win at South Carolina, 78-76. They were a 17-point favorite. 
and they needed Brandon Miller with a career-high 41. He's a top-five talent in the draft. Whether he still goes there or not, we'll see. Kentucky beat the Gators 82-74. Brian Gregory, Mark, is really trying to hold on to his job at South Florida. They traveled to Orlando, beat UCF last night, 82-75. FGCU lost their fifth straight home game. Lipscomb beat them by nine. Lipscomb blew a 22-point second-half lead and then outscored them 11-2 down the stretch. Stetson, a winner by 25 at home. North Florida beat Eastern Kentucky by 13 at home, and they clinched a playoff spot in the A-Sun playoffs because Jacksonville lost at home to Bellarmine by two. It'll come down to either FGCU or Jacksonville for the final playoff spot in the A-Sun. FGCU wins Friday, they're in. If they lose and Jacksonville wins, Jacksonville's in. Women's hoops, one game last night. South Florida pulled away from Tulsa to win by 10. Uh, North Carolina, by the way, barely beat an awful Notre Dame team last night on the road, 63-59. They look nothing like a tournament team right now. No, they do not. That's a game Uh, they should really and truly should have won by 20 last night. And... They've gone through injuries. They've had uh, things go wrong, but they're not a tournament team. No. Now, the resume says they're not a tournament team, but also the way they're playing says they're not a tournament team. They were down eight at the half to Notre Dame. They had to rally and win that game by four. Islanders beat Winnipeg 2-1. Calgary doubled up Arizona 6-3. And the Blackhawks, what are they doing beating Dallas on the road? Seriously, what's going on there? Dallas scored, but it was after the buzzer, after the horn sound, they negated the goal that would have tied it 4-4 and the Blackhawks win. Dallas right now is fighting for the number one overall seed, and they don't get any points at home against the Blackhawks. Uh, By the way, good job by the NHL. The NBA is not playing this week, and they're scheduling hardly any games. Uh, That's smart. Yeah, that's what you do. I mean, you got the four-letter network and the three-letter network who televise your games who are looking for programming this week, and you don't give them any. That's smart. It's good scheduling. In golf, Mark, two big notes from yesterday. First off, Hall of Fame finalists announced. They only do the Hall of Fame every other year in golf. Padraig Harrington. Okay, I'm going to go a little slowly here. Everybody can decide yay or nay on their own. Padraig Harrington. Dottie Pepper. The late Tom Weiskopf. Jim Furyk. Butch Harmon. Sandra Palmer, Christy Kerr, and legendary amateur Jay Siegel. They also nominated, there were 13 founding members of the LPGA Tour. Seven of them are already in the Hall of Fame. They nominated to put the other six in as a group. So they're to be voted on as well. But I didn't you know, know that, I don't know the careers of the two women you listed there towards the end, but Padraig Karen doesn't sound like a Hall of Famer to me. Everybody else did. Now, that's interesting because Harrington's got three majors. I, I, and there we've got guys in there. You know, Freddie's only got one. Davis Love's only got one. It's why I think Furyk's getting in. He's got 17 wins but one major. Well, Freddie, I think, had 15 wins in a major. Right. Also, Furyk shot a 58 and a 59. So he's got that on his resume. So... I think Furyk's going to get in. Now, do I think, you know, like, I know this is sacrilegious to say, but, you know, Freddie's 
one of the 10 most popular golfers of all time. That resume is very borderline Hall of Fame. And he got in quickly because he, well, of course, Freddie Couples, Hall of Famer. One major. Uno. Career cut short, in essence, even though he played, but, you know, he stopped winning pretty early in his career because of his back. You know, now he was a tremendous team golf player. Ryder, President's Cup. I mean, Freddie was awesome in the team events. But if you're going to compare Furick to Freddie Couples, I could make the case. I mean, if you were to ask, Mark, most golf people, better golfer, Freddie or Furick? Oh, I think they'd all say Freddie. And I'll bet you I could, if we did the resume test, the blind resume Blind resume would be Furick. I think you'd vote Furick. I think you're right, by the way. Christy, Christy Kerr, by the way, 20 career wins and two majors. So, what do you think, Butch Harmon? I... Th- I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Dottie Pepper, by the way, had her career cut short by a back injury. She didn't even play till she was 40, but she won two majors. And she was one of the first big Solheim cuppers and treated it very seriously as if it was life or death. Uh, LPGA Tour, by the way, they're not season opener, but they resume their season in Thailand. Five-way tie at seven under. Jennifer Cutshow, an American, one of those. And the Grant Thornton Invitational was announced in Naples in early December. It'll take the place of the Shark Shootout. And it'll be the first time, Mark, in over 20 years that PGA Tour players and LPGA Tour players will join forces in a team event for $4 million, second week of December in Naples. They had already put out the Corda twins are going to play, one with Tony Finau, the other with Ricky Fowler. So it looks as if right off the hop they're getting some big names, which is encouraging for the tournament. And that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. That's why that team event stopped, Mark. It was called the J.C. Penny, and the top male players stopped playing in it. It looks like the men are all in this time around. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening.